0: It's Cardboard Time, episode number 72, and I'm your host, Arwen Kathke. On today's episode, a review of The Royal Limited and my favorite Halloween games to play during the spooky season. And today's release date is Halloween, so if you are listening to today's podcast on Halloween, happy Halloween. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, and hopefully you can hear some games that might make you enjoy it even more. If you are listening a little bit later, I hope that you had a great Halloween and got to play some really spooky games, maybe even a couple that I'm going to mention. So let's take a look at the Shelf of Shame. It is up to 145, that is up by two. Uh, made a couple of purchases and a couple of Kickstarters came in. Uh, It's only up by two, but I had five that came into the collection, and I'll talk to you about how that happened. Uh, Empire's End was the first game that came in from Kickstarter. Now, if you remember a while ago, uh, if you were listening way back when, I did get to preview Empire's End on a stream. Uh, I believe that was with Jamie, maybe Maddie, and Olivia, And we had a great time playing this game. We absolutely loved it. It is like no thanks, uh, but amped up way, way up. Every decision that you make is horrible. You don't want to make it. You don't want to give stuff up. um, But it is such a great game. Uh, Can't wait to play this one very soon. Uh, That and Lunar Rush, I haven't even taken the cell phone off which says a lot because that is like the first thing that i do um so lunar rush was a game that i got to play at pax and really looking forward to playing that again as well great economic game uh purchases the first one is Featherlight. Uh, I bought that and the mirror, Mirroring of Mary King. Say that 10 times fast. Uh, those I bought at the Capstone store down in Cincinnati, and I'm going to talk about what I was down there for in a few minutes. Uh, featherlight, I just wanted for that dumb bird that's on the front. Uh, it's so incredibly cute. You can look up the artwork for Featherlight, and you will see... This like derpy little bird that's so lovable. Um, I had to get it for the cover. Uh, The gameplay is supposedly a lot like Marvel Remix, which is a big jam of mine. Absolutely love Marvel Remix and looking forward to seeing what Featherlight is going to do uh, maybe a little bit differently. Mirroring of Mary King, I wanted to pick that up. Uh, That's a Genifelli game. I've heard really good things about that. So looking forward to trying that one out. Another purchase I had was Medium. I have already played a lot of Medium, uh, but never got my own copy. And I wanted it for my recent birthday party uh, so that people could go and try it. Uh, So now I do have a copy of of Medium as well. Great, great game. And um, it may make an appearance later on in this episode. Uh, And then finally, the last one, which I didn't even count. uh, So my shelf of shame is at 146. It's up by three uh, is Apiary. And that is the brand new Stonemeyer game. I can't wait to check out Space Bees. Uh, That's what we've essentially been calling it. Uh, Jordan picked this one up for me and really really looking forward to playing that as well so lots of new gaming goodness coming in but not a whole lot played and that is for good reason Uh, i have been super super busy over the past three weeks you didn't even get a new episode last week but things have just been crazy here Uh, Doing some interviews that you will hear in a little bit, Um, you know, next week and the week after. Uh, Looking forward to showing you those. Uh, But I also took a trip to Earlham College in Richmond, Indiana. I swung down through Cincinnati and like I said, I was uh, down at the Capstone store just taking a look around. I got dinner with my friend Ashley. We went to Jungle Gyms, which is like the greatest grocery store ever. Uh, And then on that Monday, we swung up to Indiana and I did two talks at Earlham College. One was a more casual, just kind of light talk with the students there. And then the second one was a more formal presentation. So the first night, it was a great time talking with all the students in that casual setting. We got to play uh, Green Team Wins because I thought it would be just a nice, light, fun game uh, that we could get out and play with everybody. And let me tell you, the students out there are building something special. Uh, The Trans Student Union is really doing a great job at building a space and making sure that everybody feels included. I uh, just want to give a big shout out to them because they were such a wonderful accommodating group and uh, we just had a great time chilling and, and playing some board games. Um, and, and again, it is absolutely amazing what the students are building for themselves out there. A lot of uh, mutual aid and making sure that people are doing good and taking care of each other. And it's really something special to see. Uh, We also, after my uh, formal presentation, we got to have lunch with Jennifer and Scott. Um, We, (laughs) I had such a fun time hanging out with them. Um, They have, have become, you know, good friends as far as I'm concerned as well, uh, which is something that I feel very fortunate in doing this podcast that I'm able to meet people, I'm able to make friends and, and really connect with people. Uh, They brought us out some delicious bread too, uh, that (laughs) we're still kind of working on to this point, but we threw it in the toaster. It is absolutely amazing. Um, so just wanted to give them a shout out as well. It was amazing having lunch. Then we came back home, and that uh Saturday I had my birthday party. My birthday was on Friday, the 27th, and I had a lovely birthday party at the Brown Heuss Building. Uh the Brown Heuss Building is a building downtown uh in Cleveland, and a lot of history in that building. Um One of the oldest operating elevators in the country, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this building was actually put on uh, a track and moved uh, at one point because they needed to move the building to make more space. Uh, So they, they actually moved the building down the road a block and people still went to work they still got into the building as this thing was being moved Uh, for about a week or two weeks uh you know they would move it a little bit at a time so it was just a a very fascinating building perfect place to have a halloween themed party um my first choice of costume didn't come through i was supposed to be jessica rabbit uh, but unfortunately uh the uh alterations weren't necessarily the greatest with that. We didn't get uh, those done in time, so I had to resort to my second choice, which was uh, being a fairy, and uh, that went very, very well. That was something that I've always kind of wanted to do since I was a kid, so I got to do that, and, uh, you know, it was uh, a great birthday filled with a lot of really good gaming I got to see a lot of friends gaming, and I always love to see that. I always love to see people gaming with each other and having a good time meeting new people and mingling and interacting. Um, I think that's one of the big things that we do in this hobby is to have those interactions and have that fun with others. I also got to play a lot of Phantom Inc. I hosted a few games of that. Uh, I made a large format framed board to play with, uh, like ResonM has at conventions. And I am so, so happy that I did. Because there is nothing quite like playing on a large format board with a big group of people. So definitely glad that I made the investment. Uh, That will be coming out uh, just about any time that I have a party, it is uh, really, really cool, and I love Phantom Inc. So, well, let's get into today's review before I just keep talking your ear off about random stuff. Uh, today's review is The Royal Limited, and this game is from 2023. It is one player, plays in 20 minutes, designed by Scott Elms. The art is by Taylor Stone and published by Buttonshy. England 1960s revolutions in music fashion art and more draw celebrities from around the world superstars wind their way across the country using the ultimate luxury travel a train line catering to the elite while less fortunate passengers jostle for space to get a glimpse of their idols there's no time to waste so grab your bags and get on board The Royal Limited is a solo game about building your train and filling it with passengers and VIPs before the train departs. Use cards from your hand to add new cars and place passengers to occupy them. Match symbols and colors to ensure everyone aboard is satisfied, especially the VIPs. Make the most of your line and see if you can live up to the grand expectations of the Royal Limited. You will play a series of rounds with your goal to build a train and fill it with passengers each round will take the following format one draw cards two play cards to add a car place passengers and vips and then three discard your hand and advance conductor after you finish the final round what you call all aboard then you should calculate your score you want a lower score according to certain values. Uh, So basically you want the lowest score possible. Um, You want the least amount of cards left in your hand. Uh, You're trying to place all of these cards out on the board and make this long train with a bunch of passengers uh, that can go and activate these different abilities in the train cars. So the placement and doing that is really what makes this game special. I did kickstart this, Scott Elms usually makes some pretty good solo games, Uh, so this was another in the Simply Solo line by Buttonshy, I liked it, it's it's a decently compact game, Uh, it can still take up a little bit of table space lengthwise, there were a lot of really good but uh, frustrating decisions especially later in the game. So you're playing these cards and you're trying to get these train cars and trying to get the abilities, uh, some of which are very positive, some of which are usually not so positive, like, you know, discarding cards without playing them, uh, that kind of thing, you know, maybe playing cards that you don't necessarily want to play that are going to screw up your uh, strategy for later. Um, But yeah, uh, just a nice mix of of good uh, decisions that uh, add a little bit of frustration and and planning. Uh, There was a nice mix of planning and emergent strategy in this game, so you kind of saw what your hand came out with. You're trying to plan a little bit and say, okay, I'm not going to use this this turn. I'm going to go and wait for it to come up later, uh, that kind of thing, so That was really good I didn't have any color vision issues for this game this was um, you know double coated pretty nicely it was a little bit similar in the shape I will say um, but everything I was able to identify pretty quickly uh, was just a couple of of you know kind of hang-ups as far as the shape goes and um, you know trying to figure that out so but definitely playable if you do have those color vision issues there is double coding for you uh, so that is really good so yeah a a little bit of crunchiness a little bit of trying to figure out exactly where to place your uh, trains so that you don't conflict with other cards that you then can't place if you place certain things on trying to deplete your hand uh, as fast as you possibly can or as smart as you possibly can uh, and get as get rid of as many cards as you can so um yeah it it's a pretty simple game pretty easy to get out i would say that that 20 minutes is very accurate i was able to play rounds in as little as 15 minutes um but yeah yeah not a not a bad little game I will say that Food Chain Island is still at the top of my list in the Simply Solo series, uh, and Ugly Griffin I would put in front of this, but um, I would definitely put this over Fishing Lessons, even though Fishing Lessons is still a very good game, Uh, and then Unsurmountable as far as my desire to play them again. Um, 100% I would put this over Unsurmountable, Uh, And I do think that I would put this over Fishing Lessons uh, as far as what I would like to play. So uh, yeah, that was my final thoughts on the Royal Limited. Pretty short review for a pretty short game. So well, stay tuned because coming up next, we're going to have my favorite Halloween games. So let's talk about my kind of favorite Halloween games. Now, these games aren't necessarily the spookiest or anything like that. Uh, This was basically inspired by putting together a collection of games that I wanted to take with me to my recent Halloween party. Uh, And these were the games that were at, like, the top of mind, the top of the list. Like, I needed to go and and bring these with me. Uh, So... I have five of them for you today, uh, and one of them I didn't even take with me, so there's there's actually four, uh, but the reason that I didn't take the one with me will be obvious, and we will talk about that right now. Uh, so the first one is Final Girl, that is by Evan Derrick and AJ Porfirio. Uh, This is a solo-only game in which a player assumes the role of the uh, final girl in a horror film who must kill the slasher if they want to survive. Again, I didn't bring this with me because it's a solo-only game, and it's not something (laughs) that I really want to bring to a party with me uh, because I wanted to encourage that player engagement and people talking to each other and, and playing with each other. I did take a few two-player only games, um, but I wanted to do that just in case a a couple was, you know, not really feeling a a bigger group game, that kind of thing. Uh, But solo games I did leave at home. This game does feel like a horror game or, or a horror film in a board game form, and I always have a story to tell after playing it i love this game uh if i'm feeling like i want to play something spooky and uh you know just get out a really good deep solo experience uh, this is usually right at the top of my list Uh, so that was final girl now getting to the games that were really the top of the list, the things that I needed to bring with me uh, to this party, the first one was Monstrosity, and I've talked about this game multiple times on this show before, this is by Eric Slosson. Uh and in Monstrosity players take turns either being The Witness, who describes a monster that they saw on a card, or sketch artists who best try to illustrate what The Witness saw. Uh, The artist who is best able to match what the witness saw gets points, and the witness is also able to earn points if they do have a very accurate description, uh, they can earn some bonus points. So, I love this one because it's just silly fun. Uh, It's engaging, it's entertaining for people who aren't necessarily good at drawing, like myself, and... Just about everybody that I've gotten this out with has has had fun. Uh, Usually there's a moment for newer players, especially where they're just looking at the card for the first time, and they're trying to take it in and figure out exactly what to say, and they're like, well, I, I would describe this, but I'm not sure that I should describe this monster in this way. Uh, You know, they have the body of a fire hydrant and people who have experience in this game are just like, yep, okay, body of the fire hydrant. Um, So it's really a wonderful little wacky game uh, that I love to bring out all throughout the year, but especially at Halloween time. I think that that's a good one. Uh, The next one is Phantom Inc. I already talked about that on this episode. Uh, I made the big board. This is by Mary Flanagan and Max Seidman. Uh, In Phantom Inc., mediums are trying to figure out a secret objective by utilizing question cards given to their spirit. The spirit then gives them the answer to that question one letter at a time in which the players on that team can have the spirit stop spelling once they know the or they think they know rather, I should say, uh, the answer to that question. Uh, And then they're gonna use those answers to try to figure out what the object is that they're trying to guess. Uh, The mediums on the other team do have that partial word as information, but have no idea what the question was and vice versa. Uh, So that's where the magic of this game really comes in. Uh, I've had to describe this a couple of times, Uh, Rob Chase, actually asked me about that earlier today um, and trying to figure out, you know, what the secret sauce of this game is. And I think really not having that complete information, but still having that up there and trying to deduce uh, what those answers might be to certain questions. Uh, to help you out with guessing that secret object, I think that's where the magic in this game lies. Um, it, at first, I just dismissed it as something that was going to be similar to Code Names. It was going to be another party game that, you know, I wasn't really going to need in my collection. Uh, but after playing it at PAX, and I think it was after Olivia showed it to me. Um, I was hooked. And it was right uh, during our meeting with Resonim at at PAX. uh, And it's magic. I absolutely love Phantom Inc. Uh, I think it's a wonderful game. And that's another one that I think of immediately when it comes to Halloween time. And speaking of mediums, We have Medium. Uh, This was a game by Daniel Deli, Lindsey Sherwood, and Nathan Thornton. Uh, This is a game that I had to have. I placed a special order so that we could have it for a Halloween party uh, because this is one of those games that I really think kind of exemplifies the vibe of, you know, the spooky, mysterious kind of. you know, atmosphere that we are looking to have at this party. Um, so, a medium, you have a hand of cards. You're going to play uh, one down your partner that you're working with, um, that's always to your left. Um, you are going to be working with them uh, going in turn. So, one partner uh, will work with another partner, uh, one will play a card another a play a card with um you know two different words on them and then um you know they'll they'll basically go and they will try to find the commonality in what those two words are um you know so if if for instance i had a snake and someone else had poison Uh, we could both say at the same time, one, two, three, Venom, and have, you know, a a match, and you would get points for that. Uh, The sooner that you match your partner, the more points that you get, um, and then you just keep going until you uh, wind up triggering the end of the game uh, by getting crystal ball cards. So, This is a really fun game with a lot of it's not necessarily player interaction, uh, but it is player engagement at the table uh, because people want to go and they want to see what people are going to do during their turn, uh, which is something really kind of magic. And it's something that I don't usually see in a lot of games where I can just sit there and I'm not even playing I'm not doing anything personally but I want to see what's going on uh so I I think that that is a really cool aspect to this game and like I said we had to have it specifically uh for this party so I got myself a copy and the last game that I think about uh when I'm thinking about Halloween and what am I going to take to a party is Mysterium Uh, This is by Alexander Nevsky and Oleg Sidorenko. Uh, This game uh, has a player who's acting as a spirit. They're giving clues in the form of picture cards to the other players who act as psychic mediums and they're trying to solve the spirit's murder. If the players are accurately able to deduce who the suspect is after seven rounds of clue giving and one final round... Everyone wins, uh, so you're working cooperatively with one person, kind of knowing uh, who who done it. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like Clue in that way, in that you have a location, you have a suspect, and you have a murder weapon. Um, but this is a cooperative game. Um, these picture cards are a lot like Dixit, uh, but spookier. Uh, if you've ever played Dixit, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't played Dixit, you can look up the Mysterium art on the cards. It's very uh, abstract. There's a lot of uh, different things going on, you know, multiple uh, different objects in a scene uh, that players can kind of latch onto. And you're trying to communicate using those picture cards uh, some sort of piece of information. Uh, so I, I really like this game for a spooky vibe, uh, turn the lights down, I uh, have some candles lit. You don't want them too low because you do need to see the detail on those cards, but you do, uh, want to kind of foster a, a little bit more of a spooky vibe. Um, but this one has been a hit multiple different times. Uh, players have requested this one, um, And it's one that I always enjoy playing. Usually I'm the spirit because I've done it multiple times. I have the knowledge and usually I'm the one that's facilitating the games. But I have no problem doing that uh, in this wonderful game. Uh, One other game that I could think of that really portrays uh, the the theme is That's kind of a runner up is betrayal at House on the Hill. Uh, this one is basically a a house that you're exploring. At some point, uh, the haunt gets triggered, what they call the haunt. And it is basically somebody is betraying the party, or multiple different players are betraying the party. And One team is trying to go and do something to the other team of players uh, and vice versa. So the other players are trying to escape the house or uh, take care of the uh, person who's trying to kill them. Uh, So that is another one that I have a lot of really good stories from. Uh, it's not necessarily the the best balanced, but at the same time, it's hard to balance a game like that. uh it's very, very difficult to uh you know achieve that with a game uh that's that complex and and that random. but um again i I have a lot of really good memories from that game and that's another one that you might want to take a look at if you do need uh something to uh, you know kind of get you into the halloween mood so uh those were my favorite halloween games i'd love to hear what yours are uh and to do that you can get a hold of us on our instagram and twitter at cardboard underscore time and blue sky at cardboard time Uh, If you want to know more information, you can always go to our website, which is due for a revamp very soon. Uh, You can also find us on the Discord on the Tabletop Express server. A lot of great people over there to chat with. We're having a great time being on their very friendly community. Uh, and you can email me for an invite if you need one. Uh, and that email is cardboardtime at gmail.com, where you can always send questions, suggestions, or ideas for discussion topics. Uh, we do have a new episode that's going to be coming out next week. Uh, the next two weeks will both have new episodes. Uh, with timing on Kickstarters, I made a couple of promises that. Uh, we would get some, some things timed out, and this is the way that everything fell. Uh, and also, lining things up for PAXU, which is coming up in a month. It's crazy to think <laughs> that, like, a month from now, uh, we're going to be driving to Philly and <laughs> we're doing the thing again uh, at quite possibly my favorite convention. Uh, we will be doing a preview of that. Uh, but next week, a very special uh, secret guest uh, that I haven't announced yet. A couple of people know, but that's it. And looking forward to presenting them to you uh, as well as the week after the um, we have a great special guest as well, uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of exciting things coming up here. Uh, so hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, so we will talk to you next week. A little bit longer episode next week. Um, so as always, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Cardboard Time.